I welcome you to the Holistic Health Show. I'm Dr. Carl O'Helvey, your host. My guest today, Sandra Biskine, is a global thought leader, international speaker, spiritual mentor, and number one best-selling author. She has a unique gift to identify and eradicate the unconscious programs that undermine success, instantly amplifying your ability to live freely and thrive. Sandra and her husband Daniel created a multi-global award-winning retreat in New Zealand named the World's Best Luxury Coastal Hotel in 2010. Known for solving unsolvable problems, Jack Canfield said, She is a profound healer, trainer, speaker, and author who does some incredible transformational work. I experienced her work and found it truly life-changing. So much so, I had her work with my entire staff with magical results. She has an amazing ability to shift energy and remove unconscious blocks at their very deep levels. Her unconventional love, joy, and radiance fills the room. She is the real deal, and I highly recommend her and her work, Jack Canfield. Using her unprecedented laser-like techniques, Sandra takes the brakes off your unconscious, freeing you to accelerate into the thrilling experience of a life without limits. Her latest book, written with her husband Daniel, is Codebreaker, Discovering the Password to Unlock the Best Version of You. About the book, they say, Did you know you have unseen codes in your DNA that is controlling your life? Yes. The way you repel or attract relationships, the way you maintain or push away someone you love, how you feel about yourself, your motivations, your energy and zest for life, and even the level of success you're allowing yourself. What if you could uncover these hidden codes that have been running your life and neutralize them once and for all? Yes, you can. And she tells you how in this interview. I welcome you to the Holistic Health Show, Sandra, and I look forward to hearing about how to obtain the best version of ourselves as discussed in your new book, Codebreaker. Now, first, do we actually have multiple past lives within our current energy field? Uh, Carl, it's such an honor to be on the show with you. And yes, the answer is we do have multiple lifetimes in our energy field and specifically we have the emotional charge from events that uh, occurred in those lifetimes. And, of course, we went about making decisions during those events. And those decisions are still impacting who we are in our lives right now. Hmm, interesting. It's difficult to grasp that concept because I remember in the Edgar Casey material, they talk about all of our lives occurring concurrently because there is no such thing as the concept of time. And I always had difficulty understanding that because it was a difficult concept. 
it, it is a difficult concept, but you know, the more I work with this, and I've been working with um, uh, the unconscious mind and past lives for over 40 years now, mm-hmm. the more I realize that the more you think you know, the less we know. So um, I, I, I actually do love this whole multi-dimensional reality um, work where these lifetimes can be happening concurrently. They can be working, you know, everything can be happening at, at, at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. And we're living on multi-dimensional um, uh, reality as well as past lives. So, and, just rem- and just remember this, that um, our parents had past lives and our parents had... Uh, events that, that upset them and that they came through with. And we're actually dealing with ancestral programs that are that have been handed down to us. We're dealing with past life ones. We're dealing with our own from this lifetime. Mm-hmm. So if you think about um, how people suffer in this lifetime, mm-hmm. it's no wonder because, you know, if you, know, if you realize that the unconscious mind is driving us 95% of the time mm-hmm. and a conscious mind only 5%. That means that all of these hidden archetypal stories, these dimensional realities and past lives, all of the decisions that all of that part of you made during times of trauma and grief, mm-hmm. they're still affecting us now. And Sandra, what is the remarkable skill you have that can completely alter our future? By touching the past, uh, I am. I have just been blessed, Carl, and that is that um, just from from a very young age, from about three that I remember, uh, I have been able to um, access these realities, and I had divine beings start to speak to me when I was a very small child. And as I can access, scientists now call this, by the way, accessing the the human field of all information or the super consciousness. And I, I've got a feeling that all humans can do it, but I have deliberately chosen to be diligent in how um, I go about doing this in that I've worked with a lot of people to hone this gift. Mm-hmm. And so I can actually tap into this super consciousness, super awareness field. Um, Lynn McTaggart in her book, The Field, they call it, those scientists call it the zero point field. And that's where all information can be accessed. Some people call this, by the way, being able to access Akashic records. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so just being able to do that. But the way it happens for me is quite unusual in that I'm conscious I don't have to go into a trance to to access these dimensions for my clients. Um, What happens is that uh, their past lives or their small child or whoever it is that wants to come forward to help us um, move through the challenge that people are facing at that time actually appear before me third dimensionally. Not that I can see them third dimensionally, but my spiritual eyes can see them third dimensionally. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at them. I can describe them. They start having a conversation with me and they tell me about the event, how emotional it was and the decisions that were made at that time. And in 100% of the cases, when I work in my live events or online events or one-on-one coaching, the stories that I'm able to access are exactly the story or exactly the decision that the people have made in this lifetime. And even if they go, hang on, I don't equate with that story, the fact is that the decisions made from that story are the decisions that are sabotaging them. So um, I've really come to this place of trust. It took me many decades, but finally I am in there where I absolutely trust the information that I'm being given. I've heard the term Akashic Records. I think that was, again, the term that Edgar Casey used. 
that may be a term that is more familiar with most of the listeners, I would suspect. Yeah, the Akashic Records are more of a spiritual way of um, talking about where I, what access I have. And of course, science now is catching up to the spiritual world mm-hmm. and calling it zero-point field or the field of all, mm-hmm. all human consciousness. You know? mm-hmm. Then Sandra, Jack Hanfield wrote a serious, impressive forward to The Codebreaker, your new book, and he raves about your system to clear unconscious blocks. Can you tell us why this is important? Yeah, it's the most important thing that any human being can do in that these blocks actually stop us from being happy, from having success, from having the love, the relationships, the family, the the money, the the joy that we really have come here to experience. It stops us from being living as high-frequency energy beings. And, And we are all energetic beings. Mm-hmm. We're not all necessarily high frequency because our frequency is affected by these unconscious blocks. And just to give you an example, in Codebreaker, Discover the Password to Unlock the Best Version of You, we present an incredibly simple system that is so easy to use and it's about mastering um, who we are from a place of peace, love, awareness, trust integrity, neutrality, unity, and mindfulness. So when we're the best version of of who we are, we are living in that state, and the acronym for that is PLATINUM. But the blocking frequencies to them stop us from living in that state. And, yeah, so, you know, if you're fragmented and your thoughts are fragmented and all over the place, then, you know, you don't have access to your own integrity. And that that integrity is is when we're feeling whole and complete, courageous and strong. If you're living in fear, you absolutely no longer can access the love that you are. Mm-hmm. So this system is really important. Understanding who we really are through the Platinum Life System, but then understanding the blocks, where they've come from, um, how they've been attached to us, and neutralizing the emotion around them, actually neutralize them. So then we're free. So this is a process of getting free. Mm-hmm. and revealing more about the truth of who we are. And can you tell us how the system works to remove the blocks? Yes, it's a four-part process, and that is um, it's, a, it's a tuning, attunement to the frequency of your choice. And in this case, right now in this moment, we're tuning, attuning to the frequency of unconditional love because that's always my intention. Mm-hmm. It's about inquiry where we use um, particular questions, and we use inquiry to inquire into what are we feeling. And from that place, once we once we honestly go in and inquire into what we're feeling, what we're focused on, what we really want to feel, and how you know what focus we need for that. There's a, this is, by the way, these are four questions that have changed my life and the lives of lives of you know thousands of people around the world. When you use that inquiry, you're able to delve into the unconscious, but you're also able to change your state Mm -hmm. instantly so the four questions are how am i feeling what am i focused on you know what's my thought process how do i want to feel and what focus will serve that so what do i need to be thinking so we've got attunement uh, to the frequency we've got inquiry like inquiring deeply into what what is real for us in the moment then we have a correction where we correct out the unconscious program the beliefs, the ideas and stories, and we correct them out so we can free the emotional charge 
And then even if you remember the the event, there's just no emotional charge around it, so it no longer has any force to control your life. And that's called a correction, you know, getting neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, and neutrality, by the way, is another word for enlightenment mm-hmm. because that's where you become this very beautiful, silent observer of what is. Um, and then we've got, so, so far we've got attunement to the frequency, deep inquiry, correcting out the programs, getting free, and then we have an activation where we give you an activation to this beautiful divine energy that changes the way the brain functions and opens you up to more intuition, to more creativity, more love, more joy. And when we use these four parts of this system, which is outlined in Codebreaker, mm-hmm. with all the tools to go with it, you find that we're finding that people are, you know, giving us feedback like, wow, my life has changed. You know, I'm no longer addicted to watching the news. Um, I feel better happy. I'm getting, you know, the promotion at work. Oh, my business has changed. I mean, we're really just getting the most incredible feedback because the system is so simple and elegant and effective and it is changing people's lives. Would you say that this process applies to more areas of life than, say, psychoanalysis would? Yeah, this, this, well, I'm not sure. All I can tell you is that this process applies to every area of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just know that if you have emotional leakage in any area of your life, it cannot be contained there. It actually affects every area of our life. And that's why it was important for us you know, in presenting our legacy work to the world in Codebreaker, the book and journal, it was to present a comprehensive system where no matter where the emotion, no matter where the, the challenge is, no matter where the unhappiness is, that, that this would help you in whatever place you find yourself in, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, psychically, psychologically and spiritually. And where are these emotional blocks in the body? Oh, they can be held in lots of different areas in the body. Um, people who have fear often feel it in their gut. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, get, you know they grab their stomach mm-hmm. or their heart. Um, different, different areas, you know, it, it can also come out if you fear of speaking or fear of public speaking, you can get sore throat. Mm-hmm. So the body, the knees, like fear of moving forward, the knees, you can have knee problems. It's very interesting how the body is constantly reflecting the emotional blocks, the emotional charge, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, it does it in its own unique way. The body doesn't create something on its own. The body is only ever creating situations in response to our thoughts. And is that what usually brings clients to you, is some of the effects of these blocks? Yeah. Often it's the effects of the blocks, and then often it's just referral in that I work with a lot of very successful entrepreneurs and transformational leaders um, and business people because they know that something is stopping them or they know there is Mm -hmm. a next level. Mm -hmm. They know that to be at the top of their game, they need a coach or a mentor. If you think about, you know, if you think about, um, tennis players and, and great sports people, they always have the best coaches and mentors that they can that, that they can possibly afford. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm finding is that um, people who are really out there to make an impact in the world, people who really know they're here to, to be of service and they're making millions or they're not, um, they always know that there is 
the next, the next place to go to. They know that they don't want to live with whatever it is that's stopping them. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Jack before, and Jack always mm-hmm. says, hey, you just don't know what you don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, therefore, you can be dealing with a situation, but you simply don't know that where it's coming from, why it's happening. And when everyone else is exhausted, like when they can't, you know, when people throw their hands up and say, hey, we can't help you, we don't know where to send you next, then they end up coming to me. Um, If they're lucky, they don't need to go through all the other people first. They get to me first. (laughs) And Sandra, you mentioned in the book a platinum life. Can you tell us what that looks like? Oh, platinum life looks like living totally connected to our source, to the God of our understanding, living with joy. It's it's about not projecting our judgments onto people. It's about training the mind to do what we want it to do rather than what it wants it wants to do. Mm-hmm. It's about using the platinum system in a way that um, really helps us shift instantly into a place where we feel calm, happy, joyous, excited about life. And um, and just an example of that is, can you imagine if you were anxious or worried about something and you inquire and go, oh, hang on, I am anxious, I am worried, what is that? Mm-hmm. And that's the road sign says you turn back into trust and you, 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 know, you go back into trust. And it's about celebrating the fact that you've judged yourself, that you've judged yourself to be wrong or not good enough or that things are simply not working out for the best. Mm-hmm. And then there you are, able to do that U-turn and come back into trust using the tools in the Platinum Life system. So when you're living a Platinum Life, you're in the process of mastering living in your natural state of peace living as the love that you are, living with awareness of what's going on around you, um, trusting in the order of all things, with with that integrity of thought, body, mind and soul, um, with neutrality, so as the silent observer of what is, not projecting, um, and then with this feeling of unity and oneness where you know that you're not alone, mm-hmm. that you are you are simply one with everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I look at other people and go, oh, there I am in that body, or there I am doing that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. Mindfulness. So you're living in a state of mindfulness where you're aware of your own intuitive intuition and your own needs in any given moment, and you're not blocking yourself from saying um, no when you know you really should say no or yes when you really should say yes mm-hmm. so um that's living a platinum life it's like mastering those eight beautiful mm-hmm. high frequency states of our true self and and understanding that the blocks to them are just simply you know blocks and road signs and they're nothing to be afraid of they're to be celebrated used and um be free from them mm-hmm. and does raising our vibrations or our frequencies assist in reaching that platinum life? Without doubt. In fact, when you're living the platinum life, that's what does raise your frequency. So we have people who start reading the books or or work with us in our live events or online programs, and all of a sudden, things start changing. Um, Job offers come. uh, People start coming into their orbit who wouldn't have been there before. Everything changes because the frequency changes. I'll just use a little story to illustrate that and that is uh, Daniel and I were in a a holiday seaside resort and we were there every day for coffee at this particular place and this very pretty young um, Aussie girl would would serve us in the beach resort and on the last day we were there we said to her we're going today and she started crying and 
she said, but what is it? That's all she said, but what is it? And we knew exactly what she was talking about. We said, we just love you. It's the frequency of mm-hmm. love. You're, mm-hmm. you know, every time we walk in, you're in the love code. And he, she said, oh, yeah, that's what I thought it was. My whole life has changed since you've been coming here and having coffee. Now, we had never spoken to this girl about love mm-hmm. or anything, but our frequency was affecting her frequency, which was affecting her life. Mm-hmm. So remember, as energy beings, the most important thing you can is learn to really master the art of changing your frequency mm-hmm. and you know be- becoming the highest frequency being that you can. Mm-hmm. Great. I love that. And Sandra, do you have some tips on how to raise your frequencies? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the end, by the way, when you get Codebreaker or you get the audio book, because some people love to just listen, mm-hmm. um, all of those tips are in the book. And they're, they're again, they're inquiry. Use, use the four questions as often as you can. They're invaluable. Meditate, meditate, meditate. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't meditate every day now. Um, I have a group of people who come into our home once a week, and we have this incredible healing meditation circle. But... Uh, when I first started doing this work, I meditated all the time. And that's what changes your frequency. Mm-hmm. That's what really gets you into this different place because it gives yourself the time and space to connect to your true self. So if you want to develop a really strong connect- connection to that perfect divine being that you are, which is your true self, then meditation is one of the quickest ways. And a lot of people feel that they can't do it, and that's why... Um, I've created a lot of guided visualization. So there's a you know, I've, I give away a lot of free guided visualizations because sometimes it's easier to follow someone than it is to try and, you know, mm-hmm. relax the mind on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so meditation, four questions, um, just loving, you know, foregoing, never, you know, using, using the simple little rule, the no BJC rule, no blame, complain or justify, no, and when you go there, because those are the things that are a victim, create a victim mentality. And we know there's no such thing as a successful victim. So if you want to raise your frequency, you stop complaining, mm-hmm. uh, you stop gossiping, mm-hmm. you stop justifying yourself, and um, you absolutely don't blame anyone else mm-hmm. for anything that is happening in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's called taking um, radical personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. What about music? I am music. You know, that's why you brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) Music is, music is, can, look, you know, music can either thump around and, and rattle your, rattle your body or it can uplift your entire being and your soul. I mean, you just walk around a a street market or whatever and you see little kids, like the minute the music starts, they can't help themselves. They're not even conscious on any level that they're just there they go, the bodies don't stop moving because their bodies are reacting to the music. So we, music is like innate that it, that it affects all of us on lots of different levels depending on, on what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by the way, some movies, you know, if you right, uh, right, right. watch some of mm-hmm. these really uplifting movies, mm-hmm. that kind of, oh, does the same thing. Laughter, yeah. Yeah. being with friends and family, sharing food, um, you know, really surrounding yourself with the people that you love, laughing, having fun, mm-hmm. being lighthearted, not taking life too seriously. All of these things mm-hmm. um, work on changing our frequency. Are you familiar with focused life force energy? 
are you saying is is this is this a particular yeah um, it's a, uh, system or something yeah it is i interviewed two men and they're very spiritual men they learned how to measure energy and they have developed a process of moving energy into your home or you can subscribe to a system where they send it to your iPad or whatever you carry, and it extends 36 inches around your body. They found that unconditional love, I think, was 95, but I can't remember what the term was. It wasn't watts or any of that. It was the highest frequency, yeah. And they were able to send this frequency to your property. At that, oh, yeah. Look, at that I, level. I'm very familiar with this, by the way, because mm-hmm. we do this. Yeah, we, we, we do this focused life force energy all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I work with my clients all over the world mm-hmm. and that energy, you know, we've just, we're just completing a, a free masterclass. We have lots of free masterclasses that where we are definitely focusing this incredible life force healing energy into everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I am familiar with doing that. I'm just not familiar with their work. So I have subscribed to that, I think, two or three years. And one thing I've noted is that the trees and everything around my property, I live on a little pond right beside the Chesapeake Bay, and there's eight trees coming up out of this pond right behind my house. Oh. Uh, beautiful. The, so that's how life responds to the this trees, positive energy. Well, I figure it's that plus my meditating every day and the trees. I've got pictures of when I bought the house 20 years ago. There were no trees. Now the trees are three stories high. They're up as high as my house <gasps> in, in 20 well, years. Darling, you've got beautiful, <laughs> you've got beautiful life force energy then because nature is responding to you in such a beautiful way. And the other thing I noted, Sandra, was we had algae on the pond where I live. And when I started this and started meditating, there was a circle around the back of my house where it all cleared. And the rest of the pond had this algae all over it. I mean, it's it's the meditation and, and the energy do remarkable things. So... Oh. If only people realized, you know, that, that we are energy and that our, our thoughts create everything in our lives. Mm-hmm. So when you're meditating, that's your thoughts creating this beautiful, beautiful energy field. Mm-hmm. That's you, you know. And so being able to master our energy, our frequency, that's one of the most important things that we can do. Much more important than more business training and education. It's, it's, I, I would love to see children being taught how to do this from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Asandri, in the Code Breakers subtitle is Discover the Passion to Unlock the Best Version of You. Would you be good the enough password. to share that with us? Yeah. So when, when, when we say discover the password to unlock the best version of you, we're saying discover platinum because that's the password that's like, um, you know when you when you you rub the genie's lamp and you get three wishes. Well, when you start living a platinum life, you get unlimited wish, wishes. And uh, so, the best version of who we are is the version of us that we create when we're living through that platinum password. And um, 
I, lo- I love the idea that we have a system here and a password that is just so easy to assimilate, so easy to, you know, they're, they're normal things that we talk about and think about every day, but we don't necessarily understand how powerful they can be. And I know that each and every one of us, we are all perfect divine beings. And the only thing stopping us from living that are our thoughts, both conscious and particularly unconscious. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you start using this platinum password, you start inquiring into what would stop you from having the life that you really want, the relationships, the love, the success, the job, the money, the work, whatever it is. And also, Core Breaker talks a lot about the core blocking frequencies to each of eight high-frequency beingness state unlocked by the Master yes. Password Platinum. Can you tell us a bit about mm-hmm. this? Yeah, so this this makes the system super easy. Um, let's just say, let, let, I'll just go through them for you because that's the that's the best and easiest to put way. So mm-hmm. the the core low frequency blocker to peace is unforgive. When you don't, when you've got someone in your life, even yourself that you haven't forgiven, then you will never ever know real peace. And if you're in fear, that's the core low frequency blocker to love. Worry and anxiety, which I've spoken about, is the low-frequency blocker to trust. Um, integrity. So integrity is fragmentation when you're fragmented uh, in your thought processes. And um, neutrality, that's a, that's a brilliant one. The low-frequency blocker to neutrality is attachment. It's like being attached to your stories, being attached to being right, and when you're attached to your stories and being right, it means that it's really easy to go to war with other people um, because they're wrong, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and that you need to you need to validate. So neutrality, you know, obviously attachment to your stories blocks neutrality. Then unity, the big one. This is a huge one for humanity, and this is that the thing that stops us is judgment. So judgment's a core low frequency blocker to unity. Now, when we're in a state of judgment, when we're judging someone to be wrong, not showing up the way we want them to, too fat, too thin, too tall, whatever, whatever it is, us, all those judgments, you know, on us, I'm not good enough, I'm not this, I'm not that. The minute we go into that place, we have absolutely blocked this feeling of unity and oneness and that we belong. Mm-hmm. And then for mindfulness, it's being asleep. You know, being asleep to our feelings, asleep to our intuition, um, asleep to what our own needs are. So they're the eight core low-frequency blockers. And, of course, um, we've got a live event coming up in July and an online program going on. And what happens is when we go through this system, people discover all of the other blocking frequencies as well. And so that, so not only do you, you know, get to learn what the eight high frequency, low frequency blockers are, but you get, oh wow, look, look at all of this. It stops me from living in my, as my perfect divine being, as the best version of me. And, um, that's what I love about this system that it's a, it's a, um, a system of discovery, a process of discovery. And, mm-hmm. and it's all about you, the most important person in your life. I like, uh, you mentioned forgiveness, and I like that because the research has shown such a close relationship of that to cancer patients. 
Can you tell us a little bit more about forgiveness and why it's important and yes. some guidelines? Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is one of the most important things. I've made a lot of guided visualizations around this. And um, I there was a Harvard study done where um, they found that people who held a grudge and people who couldn't forgive were prone to cancer, um, heart disease, unhappy relationships, colitis, Crohn's, um, high blood pressure, you know, well, actually, you name it, that's mm-hmm. what they were, mm-hmm. you know, prone to. And then people who could forgive, I'm not saying forgiving just, you know, ego mind forgiveness, oh, I forgive you. I mean, real, true, from the heart forgiveness. Mm-hmm. People who could do that, they uh, were not prone to cancer, heart disease, they had happier relationships, lower blood pressure, um, they were just in, a, in an overall healthier state. So forgiveness is one of the most important things we can do for ourselves. I went through a stage about, I don't know, 30 years ago where I was working with a lot of people who had cancer and I asked them a question and everyone answered with the same version of an answer. And I, I, I asked them, which this might sound a bit weird to ask them on a cancer list, but I said to them, why have you got this? And every one of them said to me, because I don't love myself enough. Mm. And that was that was coming to a place where they certainly had not forgiven themselves mm-hmm. for who they were, what they'd done, what they'd been through, what they'd suffered. And if I could just say, you know, one very, very important thing to everyone listening, and that is no matter what you have said or done, you still deserve love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you know that to be true, you you know, your your the cells in your body um, are not prone to um, cancer and obviously the cells in your body start to become more vital and alive. Mm-hmm. Are there some simple forgiveness practices? Yeah, there are. I mean, obviously, again, using guided visualizations and meditations, I've got, um, there's one that's called the playground that is so profound that when I take people through it, they end up sobbing with forgiveness. There's another one where we cut the cords, the karmic cords between mm-hmm. our people. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things you can do. If you imagine whoever it is that has hurt you, even yourself, as a very small child, and that little child is looking into your eyes asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. a tiny child does that, your heart melts and you say, of course I forgive you. Mm-hmm. So actually seeing the people who have hurt you as small children really helps. Um, the Ho'oponopono prayer, which is the Hawaiian prayer of forgiveness, is phenomenal. And that is the prayer is, um, I think it's I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I love you. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. Thank you. And that, those four profound uh, statements uh, create a scenario where the heart finally is able to open up and forgive. Mm -hmm. I remember a little affirmation. I think it was Louise Hay that had it in one of her books, but it goes, I forgive you for not being the way I want you to be. I forgive you Mm -hmm. and I set you free. You are free and I am free. God bless you. And I thought that gets at the heart of trying to manipulate someone else. And I always kind of like that. 
I, I can see why you like that. Um, but you know, there's another way of doing this too and mm-hmm. understanding that we're not actually forgiving the person. Mm-hmm. We're forgiving their programs. Oh. We're forgiving their, their, you know, their beliefs, programs, ideas and stories mm-hmm. because they're the thing that is running their life like they're running ours. Mm-hmm. So that makes it easier too, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Right. Affirmations for me have been very helpful throughout my life. After I discovered Louise Hay and then Anne, and her name just slipped me. She's a good friend, but she's done a lot with the affirmations. But I can't think of her last name. But they... You know, those people have been the forerunners of um, healing, of people being able to take back the power of their own healing. Mm-hmm. What, what an incredible work they've done in the world for us, for humanity. Right. Yep, definitely. Sandra, we're taught to be positive, to think positive and so forth. Yet you say there's something beyond positive. So can you tell us about that? Yeah, I love this. You know, going beyond positive. Most people say, what? (laughs) Because, yeah, because when you're negative and when you're positive, you're still attached to an outcome. But when you're neutral, when you go beyond positive and you become neutral, you are able to come to this place where you can accept what is. And it means that however someone is showing up, whether it, whether you agree with it or not, the fact is that that's how their programs, that's how their family upbringing, that's how their multidimensional layering and past lives have got them showing up in this moment. And, you know, it's not up to us to be in judgment of them. It's up, you know, so being neutral is being able to watch what's going on. You know, when I first came to this country six years ago, we had a different president and people were saying, oh, you know, wow, 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 this is not happening, that's not happening, he's this, he's that, and they were making themselves sick. And now, six years later, now they're doing the same thing about the next president and they're making themselves sick over what Mm -hmm. this president's doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at them going, hang on a minute, you're adding to the negativity of the country, you're Mm -hmm. adding to the problem by not being neutral. You know, for you, the best thing you can do is get to be the best version of you, is to help where you can help and and to uh, understand that and come to this place of trust where you're trusting that the big picture is going to unfold and the, in the big picture, whatever it is that unfolds is for the best um, for everyone concerned. And people would look at me and go, whoa, hang on a minute. And I go, no, you can't. This is like, it doesn't matter whether it's a politician, it doesn't matter whether it's your sister or your brother or or your neighbor or whoever it is, if you're wanting everything to be different all the time, you will never, ever be happy. When you're wanting something that is out of your control to be different, you will never, ever be happy. And we can all do our part to help in different ways in the world. But the most important way that we can help is by raising our frequency and becoming such a high-frequency being energetically that we're adding to the love that is on this planet rather than adding to the hatred and the anger. But don't you think that you can do that by being positive? Because I think as people develop a philosophy like everything happens for a reason, everything happens for the best, etc., 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 you can still look at negative behavior and evaluate it without becoming emotionally involved in it. That's called neutrality. 
Oh, is that neutrality? Okay. That's code neutrality. What oh. you just described is neutrality because it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you have to like it. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean you have to be positive about it. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what that is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. That yeah. was beautifully said. <laughs> now I <Yeah>. understand. <laughs> oh. Okay. Great. Good. Because I've always thought that you know, like the Dalai Lama, as an example. Do you think mm. that he? Well, I'm sure he does, right? That he he's very neutral, by the way. You look at him; he's not positive about what China has done to his country or what's happened to him. There's not that he's not positive about that, but he is neutral. He's be he's able to. He doesn't to the angst. He doesn't add to the political scenario. He is he remains uh, true to his mission and purpose, which is to live in kindness. And he he remains, and the only way he could do that is by being neutral to the atrocities that have happened in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean, I mean, he's not positive about it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely, he's a beautiful, you've just brought up a beautiful example of living in neutrality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's a fantastic person. Mm, amazing man. Spent um, two weeks with him in Australia mm-hmm. uh, about 15 years ago, and I had the most incredible experience. There were 25,000 people in this big tennis auditorium, and uh, he said he's going to pass out this blessed water. And they had all of these monks going through the crowd with buckets full of this water that they were ladling into people's hands. And my my ego mind is, oh, this is stupid. They'll get water all over the floor. This is so crazy. And I was in that state. And then they put the water in my hands and I put it in my mouth. The minute the water touched my tongue, I went into this unbelievable, beautiful, beautiful place of unity, oneness, love, joy. But I actually was like snapped into a platinum being state. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was sobbing. I had tears pouring down my face because it was like, it was like, just being high on God, high on love, and I all of those judgments about it being, you know, silly mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it not working, and I was like, oh, here it is, it's working, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't matter, and um, yeah, he's he's quite a phenomenal being. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandra, there are people who think that we are moving from a third dimension to a fifth dimension world where the vibrations are much higher and that in this process those people who are not able to easily raise their vibrations are creating a lot of chaos in the world do you subscribe to this or do you Mm -hmm. well look people who are not able to raise their vibration or simply don't want to, don't know it's possible or poo-hoo the whole thing. Yeah, of course, that does add to the chaos of the planet, but that's always been like that. Oh, has always. it? Oh. And, yeah, so regardless of the dimensional realities that we're living in and, and where we're evolving into, we're always humanity. This is a juxtaposition and this is the 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 incredible thing about humanity that there that's why there's so many more people on the planet now who are really talking about um being the best version of who we are they're mm-hmm. talking about getting free from blocks they're talking all the things that we are we've created in codebreaker and the codebreaker journal and the system mm-hmm. this is coming out on the planet so so frequently now because there's this push for people 
to raise their frequency, to, to catch up, to help the planet, to help the solar system, to help the, you know, these dimensional frequencies come into being. But there will always be, until there's not, there will always be those who, who don't believe in any of this, mm-hmm. not even science. And can you tell us a little bit about enlightenment and wholeness? We've talked about the Dalai Lama, and I think that that is getting close to that subject. So it seemed like a good time to bring it it up. It is the subject, really, isn't it? I mean, we I used to look, truly, from the age of 18, when I had my first awakening, enlightenment experience, um, I had just done everything and been with everyone that I could to to really live as an enlightened being. That was my one focus. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, I, as, a, as a psychic, I would um, bring forward some of those divine beings in groups. And I was with this one huge group in New Zealand, and this beautiful divine being had, had been addressing the group through me. And he asked for questions. And there was, it was all women in the room except one man. One man sitting up the back with his arms around his uh, girlfriend and uh, he shot his hand up and he said, what is the best gift? What is the most important gift I can give to my beloved? Well, everybody in the room went, oh, and they all wanted to be his beloved, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, the answer that came through was the most important gift that you can give your beloved is your own wholeness. Mm-hmm. So that when she looks into your eyes, she sees that wholeness looking back at her rather than judgment. And it was in that moment that I realized there was something beyond enlightenment, mm-hmm. and that was wholeness. Mm-hmm. And that wholeness was more important. That, you know, you can have somebody who's raising their consciousness and living in enlightened states, but if they haven't worked on their personality issues, if they haven't gotten clear of what's in the unconscious, then they're not whole. They're just a high consciousness being who's still walking around the planet with, you know, crazy things going on and, and still not being neutral and not being aware and all of this. So wholeness is incredibly important. And as we talk about enlightenment, the other thing that seems to fit here is the concept of karma. What goes around comes around. Can you tell us a bit about how these interplay? Yeah. Karmically, what we're all doing all of the time is we're making agreements to, you know, you know, go through things because we think we deserve to be punished or we think we deserve this or we think we deserve that. So on a karmic level, we're constantly putting ourselves in situations that don't really serve up and uplift us. And to get off that karmic cartwheel means that we actually have to get clear of what those agreements are and what they have been and that's one of the things that happens when you're using Codebreaker because how can you live as the best version of yourself if you're still living with an agreement that I've been a bad person I deserve to be punished mm-hmm. that's just not going to work and do you... um, and so we have karma yeah mm-hmm. go ahead I was going to say, we have karma with our parents, we have karma with our siblings, with everyone. Mm -hmm. And getting clear of that and being free of it means that we're then free to move forward and have very different, uplifting relationships with people. Mm -hmm. Great. Good. Well, Sandra, this has been very interesting. Do you have some parting words before we look at your book and any products or services that you offer? 
Well, yeah, I mean, if you're interested in knowing more about us and this work and our mission and purpose is to serve and support you um, in raising your frequency, living as the best version of you, free from your unconscious programs, then go to thebiskinds.com. That's T-H-E-B-I-S. K-I-N-D-S, thebiskinds.com, and you'll see there'll be free, lots of free um, gifts for you there and tips and there's free programs and, of course, there's how to work with us in our live events and online programs. There's beautiful meditations and guided visualizations for you. And if you want the book and the journal, um, just go to codebreakerbook.com and codebreakerbook is one word, so it's codebreakerbook.com and Go there, you can grab the journal, the book, and the audio file. And importantly for you, because I want you to have these three free gifts, and that is that there are uh, three free meditations um, on there that you can download. And one of them is the Platinum Mantras, which is really beautiful. So you get to go through Platinum and say, peace is my natural state, love is who I am. Can you imagine how you're changing your frequency so rapidly when you're listening to that? So please go go to codebreakerbook.com, get your your three free meditations and the book, journal and audio book, and then thebiskinds.com to know more about us and how to work with us. Great. I appreciate this yeah. so much, Sandra. It's been very interesting to me. I'm very much into the spiritual and it's such an important part of health, and I'm sure it will be helpful to the listeners. So I appreciate your taking the time to talk with me today about this book and making it available to the public. So I thank you very oh, much. You, thank you. So, look, it's been an absolute honor being on this show with you. Um, thank you so much for inviting me on. And um, I just want to thank you for the work that you're doing in the world and this beautiful consciousness that you're bringing to people with this with this show. Thank you. I appreciate that, Sandra. In the time left today, I would like to tell you about my latest book on preventing cancer, which is available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and other bookstores, as well as on my cancer website, Holistic Cancer Foundation. The book titled Reducing Your Cancer Risk, A Holistic Approach, uses a public health model for the framework. In general, the framework postulates that there are multiple factors that lead to health or disease processes in our lives, and these include host factors, environmental factors, and agent disability factors. In order for disease to occur, there must be a strong disease or disabling agent, a weak host, and a favorable environment that brings them together. It is possible to intervene at various points in this process to prevent disease or move us toward a healthy phase. We focus on the period before the disease agent interacts with the host, and our interventions are directed toward strengthening the host, reducing the virulence of the agent, and making the environment less favorable for future interactions. Things one can do to reduce the impact of the environment and agent include working with electromagnetic frequency waves, ultraviolet waves, carcinogenic chemicals, and carcinogenic metals in the environment. Research on how these affect humans and ways to eliminate or reduce their effect are presented, 
For example, bisphenol A or BPA is an endocrine disruptor and may cause cancer of the breast and prostate. It is found in plastic water bottles, canned food lining, eating and cooking utensils, among other sources. During the summer months, when water bottles are transported in unrefrigerated trucks, the heat causes the BPA to leach into the water that you later drink. There are also things you can do to become more resistant. These include physical interventions, proper nutrition and fluids, physical activities, vitamins, minerals, herbs, and supplements, immune builders, smoking cessation, and use of sound or music. For example, research shows that eating proper nutrition reduces your cancer risk by 35%, and exercising 30 minutes a day for five days a week reduces it by 50%. Research also shows a strong body-mind-spirit interaction and the effects of mental-spiritual factors on disease. Thus, one should pay attention to forgiveness, faith, prayer, optimism, being positive, helping others, affirmations, and other activities. Research on the effect of physical, mental, spiritual behaviors and health illness are discussed in the book and what you can do with these behaviors to make the body more resistant. For example, about 50% of cancer patients have a forgiveness problem, and failing to deal with this leads to chronic anxiety and a depletion of killer cells that protect against disease. Ways to deal with forgiveness problems are presented. In addition, links to interviews with over 75 experts on the topics discussed in the book are included. I thank you for joining me this week, and I hope some of the information was useful. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, your host.